We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. We are live. False start again by me. What is up, fight fans and insomniacs alike? Welcome to the MMA submission watch party for UFC Fight Night Milwaukee. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm super excited, although we are slightly late. Yeah, but I totally forgot that this card was starting at 8 p.m. as opposed to 10 p.m. Me too. And it was a bit of a shock. We were looking down at our phones and we are like, oh, let's Are check. Are kidding me? Let's yeah. check the card. And then it was like, oh, by the way, Jakar Close already won. Exactly. I was so shocked. I thought we were going to get everything set up early, have plenty of time, not be in a rush at all. And then I check and we're already late. But So that was fantastic. We are here nonetheless. We're kind of like Balto if you think about it. Yeah, so let's just fill everybody in if you're just now tuning into the podcast. Uh, Charles Oliveira. Won a submission via, via submission victory in the first in the first round, a minute sixteen against left. Jim Miller. And Jim, Jim Miller, Miller, man, he has a really powerful story. Remember, he's coming off of a uh, Lyme disease. He lives day to day with it. And I remember his diagnosis. He said after his last fight, prior to this one, that he finally felt normal again. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a day to day thing, and he constantly has to deal with Lyme disease, he finally felt back at full strength. And so it sucks they lose Charles Oliveira. Yes. It's a major bummer. I'm a big Jim Miller fan ever since he fought Joe Lozon. Even before that, I've, I've been a fan of Jim Miller. He just seems like a, a genuinely good guy. So you always want to root for people like that. Really nice stand-up guy. Yeah. Uh, Charles Oliveira is a fucking wizard on the ground, though. So And the fight taking place right now is Sergio Pettis. Versus Rob Font. Rob Font, you know him for being the New Englander training, uh, you know, at a bunch of gyms out there. Mm-hmm. He has a boxing gym. He trains some at Lozon MMA. Yeah, he does. Which we're really partial to. Big Joe Lozon fans mm-hmm. on the podcast. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see. Sergio moving up a weight class from 125. And they're now just that- entering into the third round now, and it does not seem to be going Sergio's way. Unfortunately for Sergio. Now that all the 125ers are walking two by two onto Dana's arc. Yeah, exactly. Getting away from the flood that is wiping out the division. Mm -hmm. They're all trying to make a claim in the 135-pound division. You have to. You know, because there's going to be... And a lot of dudes know who are coming from the 125-pound division that there's going to be attrition. Not everyone's going to make it up to the bantamweights. Yeah, and Sergio does look a little small, but the thing that's surprising me the most is... Rob is just getting the better of him on the feet, and he seems to be just as quick, if not a bit quicker. I was going to say, Rob actually looks a little bit faster. Yeah, which is surprising to me. Which is, yeah, it's definitely surprising to me. I mean, everyone knows he has great hands. Amazing boxer. But even then. Sergio doesn't look too, too small for the division, though. I think giving some more time, he could definitely fill out and fit in rather nicely at bantamweight. So I'm looking forward to that. It's just going to take some adjusting. Yeah, I really mean, is. he fought pretty recently, though, man. Mm-hmm. This is a quick turnaround for him. But it's going to be interesting to see Sergio, man. Definitely he was one of the like uh, one of the people that were pegged to be the future of the flyweight division. You know, him, Ray Borg, dudes like that were expected to carry the torch after Demetrius Johnson finally said, "Okay, I'm done." But you know, so much has changed since we were at that juncture. 
It might be difficult for you to see on our YouTube stream, but I currently have the CompuStrike numbers pulled up for both Rob Font and Sergio Pettis, and these are updating live. Yes. So you guys can check that out. Holy shit. That is the full-on CompuStrike. Look at that. Total strikes heavily favoring Rob Font. Significant strikes heavily favoring Rob Font. And two-to-one and takedowns in Rob Font's favor. But, like I said, it's been consistently getting better and better for Sergio, which is a good thing. The first round decisively scored for Rob, and Sergio's been coming on stronger and stronger. Looks like Sergio's mouthpiece. Sergio's mouthpiece, or just a bunch of blood. I can't, I can't tell was what that, that was. Is that blood? Holy shit. Can't tell. I thought it was a mouthpiece, but it was a giant piece. By the way, he looked at it. He did look down at it. Oh, shit. Rob Font with the takedown. Wow, man. Oh, yeah, it was his mouthpiece. It was his mouthpiece. Okay, thank God. I was like, that's either his mouthpiece or a bunch of teeth. I was going to say, Jesus Christ. And after seeing Frank Mir tap to strikes because of tooth damage, you know, that's definitely a factor nowadays. I mean, I didn't think it would When you have a full two teeth dislodged in Hawaii... Yeah. Fucking fight. Unless you're Pat Cummins, because then I'll just spit his tooth out in training and keep going. Yeah, he'll start hashtagging the disgusting No Tooth Tuesday. Yeah. Like, uh, people want to see that fucking gap. Dude, I say the same thing to both of them. I don't want to see your missing tooth, dude. They really pride themselves on that gap. But you know, you have those, like, mouth guards now. Have you seen them? Where they put a fake tooth or the tooth that broke off inside the mouth guard and you just pop it on and your smile looks completely normal. No, I haven't seen that at all. That's crazy. I just get a just get a crown or a cap. That's what I'm saying. Uh, plus, you know, if I lost teeth, I would pull pimp game, dude. Just get like gold, a gold teeth. One. Well, I know Fucking... I know a lot of fighters opt to get those sort of things fixed after their careers are no, over. No, dude, I'd be like Kodak Black, always grills in. Just grills. You no, know I'm saying like you know Kodak Black's grills are so fucking big that it makes it hard for him to speak. Yeah. It actually impairs his speaking ability. Or he's like, you know, I'm not here. Rob Font. All over Sergio Pettis. He's his back currently. Yeah, dude. Yikes. Jesus Christ. Rob Font's playing him careless whisper right now, dude. Just wants to be close to him. Sergio's doing everything he can, though. He's considered a downed opponent up against the fence right now. Not anymore. Do you know what I just heard in the news? What's that? That we could talk about while Sergio Pettis is... You know, it sucks. It sucks for me to see that because I really like Sergio Pettis. I do like Sergio, but I also like Rob Font, so I'm torn. But um, apparently, there are reports that Keanu Reeves, for years, has been secretly funding multiple children's hospitals. I believe it. He's like genuinely a good guy, and I think he's one of those celebrities where I would be the most starstruck to meet. Yeah, apparently, he was using a pseudonym. To, um, for the donations. Why would he do that? That's so crazy and, and selfless. And they finally tracked it and, like, broke it's Keanu it. Reeves. Like, they broke the story and he was, he was just, like, the, he hasn't released any comment on it. That is absolutely wild. And I love that story. And I was just, like, hol- I was scrolling through Reddit and I was like, holy fucking shit. This guy is actually amazing. Oh, upkicks from Sergio. Plus, doesn't he do, like, charity bikes? He, he does. Makes bikes. He's just a great guy. I heard he was like making bikes for veterans or he's something. He's one of those like few people where you'll see posts and it's literally just like, oh my goodness, here's Keanu Reeves on the subway. And he's just sitting there like a normal ass dude. And you want to know what I like, dude, that a lot of people don't talk about? Chris Talia is one person who really talks about this. People always are on fucking Twitter and their podcasts and Instagram talking about causes that they actually care that they care about, that they care about, but they don't do shit. 
They don't do anything. They'll That's just the fight for they'll you. just blindly advocate for something on a podcast or on their social media, but they don't do stuff. Whereas you have guys like Keanu, mm-hmm. who they're just doers. It's like, no, I'm not going to go and make a t-shirt campaign where I'll keep 30% of the proceeds. Yeah, exactly. Or I won't mess up and then retroactively try to right my wrongs by creating some sort of charity. Yeah, like Logan Paul, where he's like, well, time to donate to suicide funds. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) No, he just was like, hey, you know, I have a lot of money. I've been in a lot of movies. Let me give back. And you're just like, oh, my fucking God. He really does humanize Hollywood in a way because – He conducted one interview, or he was a part of an interview, rather, where he stated that, you know, he vies for all those big roles in movies, and he just simply doesn't get them. Like, he wants to be... That's what he said, where he was going to auditions. Yeah, like, he wants to be in the Avengers movies, he wants to be the front man in all of these giant action films, and he auditions, but he just doesn't get it sometimes. Why the fuck is he not in Marvel or something? I love Frank Grillo, but Grillo gets a spot, and my boy Keanu can't get in? I think, well, yeah... Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think... Perhaps he does, but it's just a hunch that I have that... Oh, maybe Keanu is going for, like, fucking... More AAA movies. Tony Stark. Yeah, bigger roles. Like, uh, what is it? What was uh, Grillo's? And not, like, Purge offshoot movies. No, no, no. Grillo was in the Marvel, like, cinematic universe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But he was in his, like, Crossbones. It's, like, a really obscure villain. Or maybe Skullbones, something like that. I know what you mean, but I don't want him as, like, a side villain. Because you'll look at it and you'll be be... like, it's Keanu fucking Reeves. Let's get him. I think he could be a great, like, villain or a hero. Look at him in John Wick. He could could play any type of John Wick 1 and 2, some of my favorite movies. Because they don't pretend to be anything but what they are. Official decision coming in right now. You could see the CompuStrike. Sergio is such a fucking class act. Look at him clapping on Rob Font, you know. He just knew that he had his number today. Man, the Pettis brothers, you will not find, like, two more classy guys in the sport. They literally just do it for the love of the game, man. Very cool for Rob. That's a huge win for him. Huge. Dude, if we were in uh, Milwaukee, we're going to Pettis' bar. Now 16-4. and There you go, man. You know? Oh, yeah. Where they have, like, the octagon with all their memorabilia. Fight coming up next, Edson Barbosa versus Dan Hooker. Dang the handman, hangman hooker. Finally getting his due, his shot at the big show. This is huge. I think this it, could put him on the map exactly. in the lightweight division. If he wins this fight, and in a decidingly so way, like if he just starts Decisively, yeah. Yeah, in a very dis- decisive way, he could just He's been immediately doing be it in title con- contention. In he's been opinion. doing it to guys, man. If you leave him your neck for a second, he's going to choke you out, man. And we've seen Edson be uh, susceptible to chokes in the past. Granted, uh, uh, to get a choke on him, Tony Ferguson had to split his head open. But uh, he did finish uh, Edson in a dart. They're both tremendously skilled. But then again, it's Tony Ferguson's dart. He could catch fucking Jacare in it. Anybody. He's so good at at his uh, dart chokes. Just all variants of chokes, really. He's just so sneaky with it. God, he's, he's a fucking grimy dude, too, dude. Rob Fonto on top of the world right now. That's a huge statement win. For a guy coming up, Sergio was ranked top five, I believe, in the flyweight division. And for him to come up and Rob Font, sh- like, make a stand. He was number two. He was number in the two. flyweight division. And Rob Font just steps in there and says, uh-uh, back of the line. There are other dudes here who have been trying to kick DJ Dillashaw's ass for a long time. I would love a shot. Phenomenal stuff. 
I want to see TJ Dillashaw fight again because I think he's the best fighter in the UFC right now. I, I mean, think so too. Like, I would probably go TJ, Khabib, Max. I think he's the best all around. And I, I would agree with that lineup. I think I, I would be too, totally okay with giant it if you were to interchange Khabib and TJ there, but still. Yeah. That's, that's one and two, though, for sure. Definitely. And then there's the huge asterisk that is the 205-pound division right now. Damn. Because I would go... I would go... It's just tough because... TJ, Khabib, Max, Daniel, John. Slash John. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, it still feels... I know this sounds terrible because I love Daniel Cormier. It still feels fraudulent to put him in front of John. I guess, but John keeps testing positive. He keeps fucking up. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's like I, John was my first boyfriend that I really fell in love with, and he cheated on me. And I don't know if I can trust him again. No, no. Yeah, I guess you know? he cheated on me, and now I fucking hate him. Uh, exactly. I'm like, this fucking guy. Can't stand We him. were talking about um, Used to off, be a huge off fan. the show. We were talking about how we want Gustafson to knock his block off. I said it on the show yesterday, too. Oh, want, you did? Yeah. I want Gustafson to starch him. <clears throat> yeah, I think that'd be great. Oh, speak of the devil. They're talking about it on Fox right now. I want Gustafson to starch him, man. I just feel like he keeps John trying- Jones' closest fight by far. He keeps pretending to be some something he's not. It's just it, it all feels so fake and forced. Especially when he's talking about being like a man of God and I'm like, didn't you get caught like doing lines or three a times? role model of sorts? It's just like, are you kidding me, man? Like, you're not necessarily living the Spartan or monk lifestyle. My no, you, you, you hang around with all these these promiscuous women. You do drugs nonstop. Well, there's nothing wrong with promiscuous women. He's engaged. He's three kids. Okay, that's okay. Well, yeah, if he is but his wife is at those parties. Like, from all accounts, his wife is at those parties. So I wouldn't say... As far a, as you know. I think assuming. I think drugs and alcohol are his biggest you're problem. You're assuming. I think drugs and alcohol are his biggest problem. I don't think women are a problem for John Jones. You're assu- you have no idea. I, n- I think I can speak with pretty good authority on that one. How, how do you know? Have because you fucked John Jones? I, no, I don't think <laughs> that know? John Jones' wife is going to be like, you know, John, don't be going out late. You know? uh, I think that's fucked up. I, I don't. Think, so she has no claim to leave him. Or well, regardless, regardless. Uh, yeah, Cameron's think, fine with infidelity. I'm not. No, no, no. I didn't say you're being presumptuous that he's he's being he's uh, he's being unfaithful. Uh, well, it's, there's no proof of that. There's not even speculation that that has been the case. But you're like he's going out to these bars where there's these promiscuous well, he women. Does drugs nonstop. So yeah. That's I'm what I said. Two two together I said drugs and alcohol are his problem. I don't. There's no report of w- women being a problem at all. Now Offset, that's a different case. Oh. Offset was just motorboating some titties, and now he's on the rocks. Apparently, he never slept with a woman. Cardi he didn't. Did. He literally. He was in the club. But he, he said was, he entertained it. Yeah, he was. He was in the club. He was drinking with his friends, and he got caught on video motorboating her. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. And Cardi was like, what do you mean? And he was like, yo, I didn't fuck her, though. And I'm like, Offset, not your best moment, my man. Can't stand with you on that one. I mean, roll the tape. Like I said. <laughs> like I said. But uh, John Jones, though, you know, it's tough. Because a part of me remembers, I mean, part of me as a fight fan, as a MMA purist, watching his fights, it's, it's like watching Van Gogh in his prime. 
He is crazy good. It's like watching Jordan in his prime. He's just so creative. That's the thing that I enjoy. Yeah. He mixes techniques together in a way that... He'll never repeat the same, like, setups in a fight. And he just... He does things to guys that you wouldn't expect. You know, like, stand-up guillotining Lyoto Machida to the point where he's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Submitting Vitor Belfort. Like, you know... After getting his arm hyperextended. Like, it's just so spectacular. Knocking out uh, Rashad Evans... Oh, no, no, knocking out Rampage. Mm-hmm. My bad. Didn't he? he no, no, he choked be- out Rampage. Yeah, he beat up Rashad. I'm almost positive. No? No, no. He knocked Rampage down and then choked him out. And then he, I think he won a decision against Rashad. I'll check it out. But but regardless, man, this guy's record is just phenomenal. And when you watch his fights, you're like, oh, this is the greatest fighter on the planet. But then all the stuff outside the octagon makes me conflicted. He has all these blemishes on his record, so it's a, it's kind of tough. But then again, when yeah, Daniel when Daniel stands above everyone and says he's head and shoulders the best, though, I go, well, I know a man in Albuquerque. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. He's definitely not the best in that division. I think he's the best heavyweight. Oh, yeah. Well, the heavyweight division, I think Daniel Cormier did a great job of exposing the heavyweight division. For sure. Absolutely. And now I think you're going to see what Rumble talked about, where a lot of 205ers are going to be like, well, now I have the light heavyweight title. Let's see how far we can take this. And just Of course, John's going to move up to heavyweight once he's done with his 205 reign. And the way it looks now, the heavyweight division in its current state, it appears as though he's just going to lay waste to all the contenders. Dude, if John Jones goes up to heavyweight... Someone's going to die. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> probably. Like Kumite. He's just going to Kalima rip their heart out. It's like entirely fucking possible. Indiana Jones. Especially with all that powerlifting he does. Or, and he'll do a lot more of it yeah. moving up to heavyweight. He'll say, like, get supplements and then just punch someone's head off their body. Yeah, get supplements. More like anabolic steroids. Not, no. Allegedly. Terinabol, I guess. I Allegedly. guess. But, um, yeah, man. I think that. It'd be great. I think it would send the MMA world into a vortex and a flux if Gustin starches Jones. I can't wait. Because then, it would open then everything up. boards would be taken down. Uh, opinions would be recanted. Like, shit would change majorly for the sport. I just think it would open things up. It would do a lot of good for the sport. Yeah, uh, 100%. I mean, of course, it might hurt ratings because people like to tack their... Uh, they like to tack their like hitch their boats onto the, like the same tugboat, the superstar. Do you know what I mean? They like to, they like to be a part of the famous boy. Exactly. Those are the only people they really enjoy like purchasing pay per view pay per views for. They like specify. Oh, I'm gonna buy just Connor cards. I'm gonna buy John Jones cards or things of that nature. So it could uh, dim his star a little bit if he gets starched by Gustafson, but simultaneously make Gustafson much more famous. You know, and he just signed a recent deal, right? Uh, $800,000 per fight or something of that sort. So I'm glad Gustafson's finally getting paid because apparently he hadn't been making great money previously, which is just a damn shame because he's one of the best fighters in the world. I have a topic that I think I want to talk about. It's been very popular in the media recently and on YouTube. MMA fighters have opinions on Ariel Hawani. They mm-hmm. say he sits behind a keyboard you know, he asks these questions that are provocative. He says things about fighters that are funny and very attention-grabbing but are insulting to fighters. People tell him to sit down. That he doesn't know anything about MMA. What do you think about that? I think he's a great journalist. And um, 
and being a great journalist, you're going to ruffle some feathers. Fighters are already a very sensitive group. So because what they do is so raw and vulnerable. Exactly. It's what they're doing. It's like they're putting themselves on display. Do you know what I mean? Like literally, you walk to the ring in your underwear mm-hmm. and fight a man. And the way MMA works is, it's like, oh, he would have killed you. Fight over. Exactly. They stop the fight just before that happens. You died. Exactly. Pretty much. Well, yeah. Essentially, if if this were a future hellscape like Babylon AD, the camera would have kept going and you would have been killed. He just killed you. Exactly. So it's it's a very raw emotional thing, and of course they wrap up their self worth in fighting. It's inevitable when you make it your job like this and you are all vying to be the champion of the world. So when someone asks you hard hitting questions or um, you know questions your training or brings up something you're um, not exactly proud of, you're going to get upset naturally. Um, even if you're not a fighter and you just have a gigantic ego, ego like Dana White, like he doesn't, he's not he's a fan so of Ariel at all. Exactly, they get very defensive, and that's why Ariel's become somewhat of a controversial figure. But I just think he's a great journalist. He covers things very well. He does his absolute best to be accurate and timely with his stories. And that's what I want to get to. Can't ask for much more. You don't have to be able to dunk to be a basketball analyst to talk not. about the sport. Of course, not. to uh, love the game to project winners, to make jokes about players. And I feel like a lot of people have that sense when it comes to MMA and fighting, and mm-hmm. I've never understood that. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You like, don't expect a guy who likes the Jets and analyzes their games to be able to strap up of course not. and take, run the 40. Take us, for example. I wouldn't, first of all, I would not put ourselves in the category, either category of analyst nor journalist. Um, and we're certainly not professional fighters, not even amateur fighters. We train and we love the sport. So we feel as though uh, we're justified in stating our opinions. And that's all we're giving. You know what yeah, I mean? It's we're, just, we always said this is a show for fight fans by fight fans. Yeah. That's what we are. enjoy watching the sport. We're, so I'm we're diehard. Like, you know, you go to a Packers game and you have the cheeseheads. We're the cheeseheads of MMA. Yeah. And we're just saying what we think. You know, we go crazy for this stuff. I get hyped up. I get excited. Dude, don't, if you don't want to take my word as gospel, don't. I advise you not to. I was going to say, there are probably people out there who have more in-depth analysts, but the thing is we want to entertain. If you want a guy who reads off statutes like Robin Black talking about the artistry of the circular kick. Exactly. I don't want to talk about someone's lines while they throw the perfect jab. I'm just trying to, you know, you can we can be in your ears while you watch the fight, and it's like you're watching the fight with a couple of buddies. That's the goal here. Not, yeah, to, I was gonna say. not to provide you with some sort of insight for future betting lines. The problem black here. <laughs> Quick yeah. clip for you guys. Watch how he steps in. <laughs> this check left hook. It's just a work of art. Oh, my God. How many fucking metaphors are in a Robin Black MMA breakdown? Too many. Dear God. I like the guy. I just think that he's, think a little, he's good at his job. He's a little too fucking overzealous, man. Like brush strokes. At the end of the day, it is fighting. Yeah. It is elegant at points, and it's definitely an art, but there's a very violent side to it. Exactly. But yeah, that's. I think that was a conversation or a topic that needed to be covered. That was a good point. 100%. Because as someone who's been punched in the face, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yes. Whereas these fighters, these guys who really fight, they love that shit. I don't or, think anybody's getting punched in the face. No, but, but they, they, they love taking the that risk. Yeah. And that's what I find, like, that's what I love about these MMA fighters, especially the ones who can come back from losses. Do you understand the mental strength it takes? 
Most people, if they had that traumatic of an experience, like getting starched in an arena of 50,000 people, they would be a basket case for years. And the thing that gets me is it's not even – I mean it's one, one thing it's impressive to come back from a loss, but it's even more impressive to come back from a loss against someone you who beat you. You know what I mean? Like in the main event slot, you have Kevin Lee me. versus Ally Kinta. Kevin Lee previously lost Ally Kinta, and I was getting back in there with the same individual. I mean, that's just got to be the biggest mindfuck ever to stand across the octagon from someone. A man who has bested you in the past. Exactly. And still believe wholeheartedly that you're going to win. That you're going to get the better of him. Because if there's anything that uh, 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 seeing dudes compete has shown uh, me over time, like watching a ton of fights, it's that guys who even waver for a second in their belief that they're going to win, lose. Yeah, they definitely tend to lose. They lose. And the belief of these MMA fighters is astounding. And just watch the It seems to be a necessary component at this point in order to be competitive. You have to have a a well-rounded game and just this absolutely fortuitous mind. Yeah, just just radical self-belief to the point where you seem crazy to the average person. And if you want to see a a psychiatric or like a, a thought experiment... Go look at UFC embeddeds for cards that have already happened. And knowing the results of the fights, just watch how wholehearted these fighters both believe they're going to win. It's something else, huh? And just thinking about what happens after that fact. And then they have to come back after saying all this crazy shit like, I'm going to knock him out inside five. He, uh, inside five minutes. Oh, he's not going to he's not gonna know what to do. And then you go out there and you get submitted. And then you have to come back from that. And there's hours of you talking about how you're going to kick this dude's fucking ass at the media calls. I mean, it is enormous the amount you have to overcome. It's really difficult to put up statistics like that. I mean, uh, put out predictions like that. Oh, yeah. Well, now we have Edson Barbosa and Dan Hangman Hooker in the ring now starting round one here we go if you guys want to if you guys want to sync it up with us and if you're on our youtube uh, video at this point and you're looking at the live feed we're showing right now edson's statistics are on the left while hookers are on the right in blue 56 55 54 53 both very dynamic on the feed massive edson fan so that is my disclaimer I'm Although I do, I like I like hang I like Hooker too. I like Hooker, especially because finisher. Hooker and Adesanya are like the odd couple for me. They're the funniest dudes, and they train together day in and day out. You know, I like just Dan, Dan Hooker so unorthodox. I really like watching him fight. Dude, he kind of looks like fucking Wolverine. A little bit in the face. That's what I'm saying. A little bit. Maybe he could replace Hugh Jackman. Barbosa coming in fucking hot with the leg kicks already. Just lighting him up with leg kicks. Asim Barbosa? Barbosa. Oh, crazy body shot Ooh, from Barbosa. Shit. That was ferocious. I love how Mark Henry uh, corners people. Lily just treats him like a video game character, like it's real steel. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm controlling. Flying you. squirrel, BB-12. And Edson's like, yes. Hanging out with my son. How many? How much does Edson talk about his son, though, huh? I was watching the pre-fight press conferences. About him a lot. I haven't even watched the pre-fight. Press well, because he took his wife and son and moved from Brazil to New Jersey, right? To New Jersey, just to train, and he talked about like, you know, the pressure that that adds mm-hmm. when you move to a wholly different country. Who else trains out of that gym? Frankie Edgar, Chris Frankie Edgar, or, no, Eddie that. Alvarez was there for a spell, but I'm not sure Chris if he's Wyatt still there. Train there. No, he trains with Ray Longo. 
Mm-hmm. Along with the Funk Master. Feeling each other out. Ooh. Nice body shot from Barbosa. Every time you say um, Barbosa, I think of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I was just about to say that. Fucking hell, dude. But it's, that's Barbosa, right? Anytime you say, yeah. Instead of Barbosa. Every time you say Bar. <laughs> now, I, now I'm only going to say Barbosa. <laughs> but every time you say, uh, every time I hear anything that sounds exactly like or near Barbosa, I just hear. And it completely throws off me watching the fights. Fuck. I love it, though. If you guys want to see um, the most complete series, watch one, two, three of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Skip four and then watch five. You're going to thank me later. Oh, my God. This guy. Well, no, because I thought that the fourth and fifth movie sucked. The fourth one does. But the fifth one wraps a, a bow on the entire series that was so gratifying as a Pirates of the Caribbean diehard fan. Not diehard. Come on, let's be real. Barbosa, the only UFC, <laughs> UFC fighter. Barbosa, the only UFC fighter to win two fights by leg kick. He also is uh, famous for claiming Terry Adams' soul. Yeah, with a spinning wheel kick. Oh, fucking poor Terry Adams, dude. Is Terry Adams still alive? I think he survived. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! I meant like I thought he died after that. No, he like ran into traffic in England though. Okay, that's what he, he was got in hit the hospital. By a bus, yeah, but apparently he's training guys in England now. Is he? Might he's, still even be fighting himself. But I remember. Uh, I don't think he's fighting. In the UFC, um, there was this guy that was coming out of his gym. And I was like, you know, good on you, Ter- Terry. You know, the thing that really bums me out is he had a lot of promise. I think he was a great uh, technical dude. He really was. It's just that you went up against a guy who was so fucking explosive. They're both in this fight, though. Interesting first round. Oh, stunned him with that right stunned hand. Stunned him, though. As soon as I say that. Barboza hit that right hand. Yeah, Barboza's taking over a bit here at the very end, which is great. Claim the round. If there's anything I know about Dan Hooker, though, he's definitely not going to slow down. No, he's not. He's going to keep this pace. And I think those uh, kind of tricky submissions will come in handy toward the uh, later rounds here. Most definitely. Ooh. Ooh, slick work Good boxing there. by Hooker. Well, when you spar with Israel Adesanya, dude. You're going to be crafty for sure. I was going to oh, say. Oh, left hook inside oh! from Barboza. Barboza landing. Crazy hooks. Throwing, oh, there's Wild the kick. Wild wheel kick. Wild wheel kick. That lands, Barboza. though. His head's going to go into it's the over. stratosphere, dude. Yeah. I don't even care if you put your hand up. If that lands on your guard, you're going out. We were watching uh, AJ McKee's highlights uh, yesterday. Fucking crazy leg kicks. Hooker's limping already. You remember we were watching the Bellator 212. During Bellator 212, we were watching AJ McKee's highlights where he threw a high kick and knocked a dude out through his guard. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take too, too, too much off of it, if I'm being honest with you. Jesus. Even when you spar people with um, the like shin 16 pads. Ounce, yeah, shin pads and 16-ounce boxing gloves, it still fucking hurts, man. Yeah, that doesn't defend much. Especially since the instep tends to wrap around the back. So even if you keep your hands That's up That's one high, thing people don't talk about a lot. I'm like, yeah, 
okay, the the shin was legal, but your foot came and fucking hit him right the back of my head. <laughs> yeah, hit him in his spinal cord. Exactly. So I have some questions. It's the same thing when uh, you see a lot with ground and pound, where dudes move as you're throwing an elbow and you just completely fucking sever their spinal cord. It happens a lot. Punches land behind the ear inadvertently a lot of the time and it's no one's fault and there's really no way to mitigate it it's you have two dudes moving fast as fuck yeah there's no way to prevent that stuff from happening in the middle of a fight whereas you know lauren all you had to do to make that stop in the nfl was uh to stop giving lawrence taylor coke in the 90s he would have found a way so many <laughs> so many to find it you think he to just put it? He would have. He would have kept it in his like underneath his fingernails. I think he just a has a vial. He has attached a scent to his for necklace. I bet he just walks around and he's just like, "There's, there's some coke near." Just breaks through walls because he's Lawrence Taylor. They're just not tallying up the CompuStrike numbers and uploading them. Oh shit! They, these boys are throwing. Hooker, Hooker is, definitely more urgent. Hooker's picking up the pace, which is odd. I think. He thinks that he's going to get the best of Edson in, like, up-and-close, dirty boxing. Which is true. By by moving forward, you're going to make it difficult for him to get you with those kicks, specifically. Oh, shit. He's clipping Edson here, so. Yikes. Oh, that leg kick was so I fucking hard. Hooker had just gotten his foot up, though, to check it. Almost landed that knee. Hooker did. Hooker's getting close and just being in that short boxing range. That's really good for him. Tiring Edson out for Scrappy. sure. Scrappy. After now that we're starting to get a little bit into boxing and watching some boxing fights, you realize how technical boxing is compared to MMA. Because oh, in MMA, crazy. there's so many more oh, factors. Hooker just got knocked down. Missed it, though. Oh, but the reversal. He reversed on Edson so quickly. Holy shit. Isn't Edson a black belt? Yeah. I don't think he's known for his uh, submission skills, though. But, um, what was I saying? He completely threw me fucking off, dude. Sorry. But regardless, we have... Oh, oh. I'm plotting here. Slid right out. I, dude, he must have gotten... Uh, People only use... He must have gotten game plans from Brent Primus. Yeah, right? Unless your name's Ben Saunders, you only use the Omoplata to create space with which to get up. Yeah, dude, but he's in the middle of the octagon. This is going to be tough. Plus, you're going to have Dan Hooker on you for three minutes. This is dangerous. Yeah, I think Dan's just fine in half guard, and Edson's just hanging on. That's never good. Never a good sign. Well, he's. I think he's kept taking a moment to breathe here. Hopefully, that's what he's doing. Get his gas back. Yeah, because he seemed extra tired when uh, Hooker was pushing the pace like that. Well, yeah, you have to think you're getting it's so exhausting fighting off the back foot, man, where you're backing up, you're walking backward, you, especially. Oh, Edson uses that space to stand up. Especially, you're right. He was getting his wind. Yeah. Especially when you're a fighter like Edson Barbosa and you use that space to. Oh, left hook from Edson Barbosa and use that space to throw your kicks. If you're if your opponent's continuously coming forward, you're not gonna be able to throw kicks effectively. Oh, oh, Dan Hooker. Oh, they're trading. Crushing they're right fucking hand from Barboza, but, but Hooker Hooker's is staying in there, dude. Oh, crazy oh! left hook. Crazy left oh, hook from Barboza. Oh, fucking God, This dude. is a war, man. What a fucking fight. See, see, every time there's a little bit of distance, Edson's like, time to throw my kicks. 
Uh, yeah, I've been working on my kicks. Throw my kicks. Left hook from Barboza. How much heart do these guys have? Oh, my fucking God. Dan Hooker has such a chin. He is throwing everything into those hooks, Barboza. Jesus. And every right hook is still landing. <laughs> Get out of the way, ref. Yeah, that ref is fucking up. He was doing a transition and uh, <laughs> gave This Hooker... ref is like jogging around them in circles. He doesn't know where to These stand. These boys are fucking moving. This is an exhausting pace. I think that's what Hooker's banking on. It is, it is. He keeps trying to close the distance nonstop. He's doing almost like a Gaethje-esque, hey, punch yourself out on my head. Yeah, if you're watching the CompuStrike numbers, Edson swung it in like no time at all. And it's it's because every one of uh, Edson's strikes are significant. Whereas Hooker's throwing kind of some of these pawing. Very Nate Diaz-esque Pawing boxing. punches, just tiring him out, taking a little bit out of you with every punch. Ooh! Ripping the fucking body, Edson. Jesus. This is masterful. I, dude, I told you, he was getting his win back there when he uh, was in half guard. That's high level. I thought he was just doing the thing that lower level UFC guys do where they're like, you're going to be on. on top of me now. Yeah. And I'm going to try to stop you God from waving my head Oh, in. oh. Oh, he hurt Hooker. He's hurt. Hooker's, Hooker's hurt. Hooker is hurt. Hooker or the is sleepiest man really in the world. hurt, dude. Oh, maybe he's playing possum a bit. He needs to change his hangman to fucking zombie. Dude, Jesus. I can't tell if he is impossibly rocked or is the smartest man in the world. What is going on? We'll run over the stats, though. Total strikes in in the favor of Barboza, 67 to 57. But the more key stat... Significant strikes... 67 for Barboza, 31 for Hooker, and then 0-1 for takedowns uh, in favor of Hooker. But Edson mitigated all the damage on the ground. There was no damage on the ground. And stood up. Yes, I think this fight is definitely going the way of uh, Edson right now. I think it's it's either... uh, It's either 1-1 or 2 Exactly. I'd lean toward 2-0. I would have scored a 2-0 for Barboza so far. But you never know when you're giving this hot, hot commentary. Oh, my God. You never know. Especially with the judges now. I bet one of the judges might just be from straight boxing and have no idea. But I, I still think it's 2-0. I really one do. thing that we could also talk about is, um, uh, though I'll talk to, we'll talk about it after this fight where we kind of have some free time because I'd love to get into it. The Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury decision. We can talk about that once this fight is over. Because I think we have an opinion that may surprise you. Perhaps. <laughs> Third round about to get underway here. Dan Hooker. Mother oh! of God. Dude, that hurts me. Look at his fucking leg. I have never seen a oh. leg look like that up close. They just zoomed in on Dan Hooker's leg, and it has just been Jesus. Mauled. Jesus Christmas, dude. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, what are well, we doing? Well, that's why he's walking around like that. Hey, what are we doing, boys? It looks like a car ran over his legs. Jeez, woolies. Especially that inside of his right leg. Oof. Dan He's Hooker, still though. still coming forward Dan nonstop. Hooker running at Edson, tiring him out, man. Edson, though, is just fucking ripping. When Edson throws a hook, he tries to destroy the world with it. Oh, Dan Hooker's in on the single. Edson's out. Second attempt from Hooker. Pressed up against the cage now. Edson did a good job of pulling him up. Great head pressure from uh, Hooker, though. Might see a reshot coming here soon. Not surprised if he wants to take the fight to the ground after that last round on the feet. 
It looked like uh, Edson would have stopped it if there was an extra minute. Took a, just, took a decent amount of damage. Yeah, it was sig- very significant. Shocking, almost. His legs have just been destroyed. Yeah. I would love to see a, a You photograph. can look like he's throwing those knees and there's like nothing, nothing on them. Nothing on them. I would love to see a photograph of Dan's legs. Oh! 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 oh spinning back! Oh! Spinning Hooker back hurt kick! To the body. Hooker hurt to the body. Oh, he's really hurt, man! Oh my goodness. Oh, he's hurt he's still! He's so hurt. Oh my god. Oh man, Hooker, he could, Edson could finish Hooker, it. Hooker, uh, he might have broken some ribs. He is in so much pain. What are you, the toughest guy ever? Another oh, dropped him again. Oh, Hooker is so fucking hurt right now. How tough are you, dude? Dude, he is the most mentally tough man. He will literally in the world. take a beating until he dies. He is so tough. Oh, you can tell his body is just wrecked right now. He is the toughest man I've ever seen. Maybe a little too tough for his own good. Way too tough for his own good. Oh, Jesus! Ref. Edson raining down strikes. Fuck me. His body is so hurt right now. This is unreal. Oh! oh another, another spinning one. back kick to the body. Oh! oh drop. Stop, it, stop, it, yeah. stop it. Stop it. Oh what my a God. performance by Edson. Hey, he just broke all of Hooker's ribs, huh? Hooker is done. Someone help him. Oh my Get a fucking doc. God. Get the doctor in there. Hooker is so tough. The fact that he took more than one of those spinning like back, back kicks, bo- back kicks to the body, dude. Those things will end your fucking life. Jesus. Three spinning back kicks to the body, and then one uppercut to the body, and at least ten switch kicks. Did you see where he's just throwing switch kick after switch kick, right to his gut? Oh, Hooker's in a lot of pain, man. He's just in pain. Still not. He's back not even up. unconscious. He's just in agony right now. Holy shit! What that a fucking was, that was vicious. Oh, my God. That was an amazing fight, dude. What the hell? Oh, we have some comments coming in. Read them into the microphone. Zach Zach Mata says, just want to make sure I'm getting that right. Appreciate the community, fellas. A thank you, as always. Oh, thanks. Appreciate you hanging out. And Mason, Sh- Mason Schultz says... Cameron has trouble reading. Edson seems like a defensive type of black belt IMO. I completely agree. You're 100% right. I feel like a lot of the black belts that we see are great black belts at kind of... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But I think uh, just... Oh, they're replaying the crushing finish. But, um... What Did I, you see yeah. Hooker's face? Yeah, it contorted. What I was going to say is I think that a lot of these UFC black belts... They're really high-level black belts, but their game is more of a top-crushing game. It's more of a... Yeah, exactly. Where they're doing a lot of power-centric moves. You don't see a lot of, like... Especially next dangerous level guards. Guard. You don't see especially dangerous guards. And you can name the guys. Brian Ortega. Verdum. Jacare. Jacare. Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Tony Ferguson is a very dangerous guard. More so because of strikes than anything else. There's some guys when you... Those Nate are the guys... Diaz is Nate guard. Diaz. There are those guys where you take them down and you're like, uh-oh, what have I done? Hooker's going to need some x-rays. I'm not even being dramatic. Dude, we're not even playing. He hit him so fucking hard. That was unreal. Tremendous body work. Tremendous body work. I mean, dude, those were not... I, I, it, the numbers may only say he got he hit him around 20 times in the last round, 20 or 30 times, but each of those shots was a finishing shot. Hard as shit to the body. Those spinning back kicks were devastating. Well, now we know, guys. 
Why no one gives no one else gives Edson space. You have to keep the pressure on. You if you hang to. back, he's just gonna And that and when Hooker had his moments in this fight, it was when he was coming forward. Sticking you in have, his face. You have to keep Edson backing up. Look at what Khabib did. Literally, at one point, he was he just sprinted, sprinted toward Edson. Just sprint to just Edson to, was sprinting away and Khabib literally beelined for yeah, him. Yeah, that's the only time Edson had any good moments. Edson would sprint in the opposite direction to create some sort of space so he could kick. And Khabib was like, oh, you know, fuck that. I call and it just, pulling the Alistair, where you just you just track your 40 time and yeah, run away from Yeah, but the difference is I think Edson did it to create space and Alistair had fear in his eyes. No, I think Alistair just wanted to get some miles in. <laughs> yeah, do some cardio. Against Stipe where he's just like, hey, I'm going to run, buddy. To be fair, though, that, that strategy almost worked in the Stipe fight. You know, Alistair's one of those unique cases. A lot of the times when people hop off of steroids, their careers just take an absolute dive. Really? Yeah. I don't think his career took a real... No, I'm saying he's the opposite oh, okay. of that. Oh, a I lot thought, of the time... I thought you were saying he went off steroids and his career took a dive. I was like, oh, what? A lot of the time... Oh, no, absolutely not. He was... Yikes. Oh, Hooker's walking... Hooker's out. purple. Hooker's walking out on his own power, but, 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 but barely. He's limping. His face is swollen. Holy Rough shit. night for Hooker. Rough night. That's a bummer. I'm a, I'm a Hooker fan. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Edson though, happy Edson though is the is the best MMA meme. That's Look awesome! That. Congratulations to Edson Barbosa. He's on cloud fucking nine. Hey, I almost killed a guy. Yes, he very well might have killed him. I don't know. Dude, if he fuck. Have some internal bleeding. I was gonna say, my get someone get my man some milk for his bones. Unreal, unreal. I don't even know what I was saying. Oh yeah, Alistair's still good, even though he's no longer on the juice, and you don't see that a lot. Yeah, stated that he's still at the top. I mean, look at uh, Eric Silva. Eric Silva was like tearing through the division, and then right? Remember he hopped when, off steroids. What fight was it where he, um, the guy was in on a single, and he started jumping and hitting him with the other heel? Oh, I do remember. He was hitting him with those flying yeah. heels in the face. Flying heels to the face. I do remember that. That's back when he was on the shit. He was on steroids, and then he hopped off, put on ten pounds of body fat, and then just started just, losing. I think a lot of that it's is mental. psychological. Yeah, I was just about to say. Like you feel, it's like uh, the Looney Tunes. You feel Space the, Jam secret stuff. Exactly. You feel as though the steroids give you the edge, and once without the steroids, you're just not of a, not as good of a fighter, and you convince yourself of that fact. Yeah, I had that. There's in, the first spinning back kick, and look at Hooker's face. He's just like, oh. I had that in high school with creatine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't think I looked like Uberian though. Never. Not even for a second. More like Uber Sean Jordan. I knew that was coming. You could tell. Every time every time Hooker would get punched to the body, he would immediately go like this a little bit. Oh, yeah. You saw he completely He would start his... hunching over he more and more. He literally did a 90-degree bow every yeah. time he was hit, and I was just like, oh, shit. And that's a huge confidence boost for Edson. Happy Edson is happy. After he had a couple of really rough fights. I'm telling you, man, you give him a little bit of space, he'll kick your face off. He'll end your fucking career, dude. Yikes. He will Dan Hooker will off. be back, though. Cheers to him. Yeah. Have a beer tonight. Help ease the pain. After he has some packing done to stop the internal bleeding, Edson man, caused. Then he'll have a nice IPA stout. Goodness gracious. That was unreal. Dude, why is the Brazil? <laughs> why is the Portuguese translating guy in this photo? I don't know. Edson's English is okay. I was going to say. Edson... Maybe just in case. For maybe Brazilian fans. Perhaps. perhaps. But he can, but he can speak Portuguese. I'm so confused. 
Maybe if you wanted to maybe say Maybe Milwaukee something. is a huge uh, Brazilian population that only speaks Portuguese. Iaquinta and Kevin Lee both coming off of losses. But to be fair, Iaquinta's loss was to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Indeed. And Kevin Lee's loss was to... Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Oh, okay. Well, fuck me. No, right? No, because uh, Kevin Lee fought Edson uh, after. Did he? Then yeah. who was his last loss to? We're going to have to look that up. He lost against Edson. What? When did that happen? Am I the only one who thought he won that fight? Yeah, see, no, I was right. Oh, no, he did beat him. Dr. Stoppage. Dude, I thought he won that decision. Did he not win that decision? He won. He won via Dr. Stoppage. Oh, okay. But then the UFC.com says it's a loss. I guess their website's just wrong. I was going to say, that's bugged, because I know that he was almost dropped by Edson. Remember, there's that clip of him shaking. Oh, yeah, doing the, yeah, looking like he was a newborn deer. And he beat Edson. A newborn deer. Yeah, I do remember that. I think the the UFC.com website is wrong. He opened up a freaking vagina on Edson's head. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. This website's wrong. That's all. Yeah. The official UFC website is wrong. Kevin Lee's coming off of a win, and Ally Kintas coming off of a very impressive loss. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Against probably either the second or the best fighter in the world right now. You know? Absolutely. And he had probably the most success we've seen against Khabib. I don't think this fight's going to go to the distance. What do you think? I think it's... it's, uh, it's if the Kevin, previous, if Kevin the Lee previous w- fight did go to the distance. If Kevin Lee wins, it's going to be a decision. If Ayakinta wins, it could be a stoppage. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. I don't see Lee stopping Ayakinta. But you never know. You really don't know. It could be just like the previous fight. And uh, Tony... Not Tony Ferguson. Kevin Lee could... Just open up a, a gash on the head of Ayakinta. Yes, quite. Now that we have some free time in between fights, let's talk about an, a topic, the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder decision. Mm-hmm. Do we think uh, uh, Tyson was robbed? Do we think Deontay was robbed? What happened with the decision? Where do we come down on it? Okay. So initially... I I watched the fight live, of course, and um, being an MMA fan, it left a really sour taste in my mouth that Tyson was set to win the fight despite getting knocked dead in the very last round because, in my opinion, he did win a majority of the rounds, and I just thought it was shitty that he would get nearly stopped like that and get flatlined, get up at the last second, and then win the fight like that. It just It's weird to me. Uh, I think it would make more sense to have something. What what fight promotion was it where the later rounds Pride. would count for more? Was it Pride? So Pride, the later the rounds went, the they, more they counted. The more they counted. Yeah. So it just seemed odd to me that Tyson could win most of the rounds, almost all of them except for one, I think, and then get knocked dead in the very last round and still win the fight. And us as MMA guys, MMA decisions have followed that same that same line of thought to where if you almost get finished. And By the, the la- champion, in the very last even round. though you won the majority yeah. of the rounds, we're going to give it to the champion because you can't almost get knocked out and win the title from him. 
And that's where I stand. You can't come into the champion's house, almost get knocked out by him twice, and then think you're going to point him out in rounds. I think yes, that's. I, I see that, and I do understand that fact. But at the same time, it's a sport, and they have a point system. So I get that Tyson was set to win. So I wouldn't have been upset if Tyson won, but the draw seemed like justice to me. And then I watched this Instagram post by Deontay Wilder, and apparently Tyson had like 15 or so seconds. I think, yeah, even the most um, generous to Fury clocked it at 14.3. It was was literally like 15 or 16 seconds. Some hit it to 15.8. It was like as soon as his knees hit, they started counting. A 15 or 16 second count for Tyson to get up. So even by the most conservative of measures, uh, it was Deontay a knockout. knocked him out. It was a knockout. Because so. by the time the bell rings at 10 seconds, uh, Tyson's on his knees. He hasn't stood up He's, yet. He didn't, he didn't get up in time. So it should have been a knockout if called correctly. Therefore, uh, you can't take it from him. You can't take it from him for sure. Uh, I th- and that's where I stand on it, man. I think that you can't tell me that that's how the fight that's that's how the fight went. That Tyson won that fight. If we're talking about a boxing match, maybe he won the boxing match. He did right? win the boxing match. But if we're talking well, about, well, I mean, no, he technically lost the but boxing if we're match talking, because of, because he didn't answer the bell. But if we're talking about a fight, or he didn't answer the count in time, he you didn't, didn't win up. a fight. It's the same way Carlos Condon may have beaten uh, uh, Robbie Lawler in a kickboxing match. But he did not beat Robbie Lawler in an MMA fight. Yeah, you can't get almost finished by the champion and take his belt away from him. I think that is ludicrous. And you saw that. Carlos Condon, I had him scored for four rounds in that fight. Yeah, four rounds to one, and I still am behind the decision to not uh, give him the title because because he almost got stopped in the last round. There could be an argument made that they should have been stopped. There have been fights that have been stopped way, way before way that. Way before that. Yeah, I agree. With he you was there. on Queer Street. And that's that's where I come down on it. So I wasn't mad about the decision one bit. You know, I could see definitely where the boxing peers are coming from. Where they're like, well, Tyson definitely won. He definitely won more of the rounds. No debate. But you have the timing of the last knockdown. And also the fact that there were two knockdowns and one or two rounds that Deontay stole from him. I, I think so. Or he's more active. And if you actually score like that, it is a tie. Even if you score, if you score both knockdowns, and then him winning two rounds, it would be a tie. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I Just the fact that he didn't get up in time and he didn't uh, answer the count or whatever the phrase is, I, I think that Deontay won. You know what I mean? He deserved Definitely it. Definitely know what you mean. He deserved it. I'm if, you wanna, if you want to point your fingers to any fuckery, how can they mess up the count like that? It's like that's the weirdest thing to me. But I'm a huge fan of both guys. And I think the I think both guys are tougher than Anthony Joshua. I agree. It feels, it feels Joshua, like Joshua's on the run. I it's, maybe it's not Joshua. Maybe it's his management team. But someone in his camp is scared. S- someone's protecting him. Someone's scared. It's either his. It's either his booking agent or his manager or him. It may not be him. He might be like, dude, I'll fight him tomorrow. But, but then someone on his team is like, hold on. Exactly, and that <laughs> means they down. don't believe in him. Because if you believe that Anthony Joshua was the baddest boxer on the planet... And just my own humble opinion, I think Joshua loses against both of those fighters. I think so, too. I think Deontay Wilder knocks him out, and I think Tyson Fury is a better technical boxer. I think Tyson Fury points him out in an embarrassing fashion, and I think Wilder sleeps him. I don't think there's anyone that could not get at least knocked down once by Wilder, man. 
And plus, Wilder said he was overly emotional in this fight and fought uh, with zero technique. Yeah, I think that if they were to have a rematch, uh, Deontay has more room for improvement. Way more room. He, he can make adjustments. He can do things differently, whereas... Tyson can just get faster. Tyson's just going to become sharper and do the same thing. Do the same thing. Whereas Deontay, if he actually gets straighter on his punches, he can knock if out he guys. he throwing... He, he has at least 15 knockouts on his record with straight rights. Yeah, if he would have just thrown straighter punches, he might have sat him down a few more times. Because Tyson saw those giant looping rights and lefts from a mile away most of the time. And you saw on the second knockdown, the first punch that wobbled Tyson didn't land cleanly. No, it didn't. It clipped the glove was, and still yeah. knocked him on queer street. And then obviously the left hand, the left, left uppercut came after that. and just fucking sent him to the underworld. Exactly. But then, uh, How great is but Tyson, then Tyson Fury's Lord and Savior Jesus Christ pulled him back pulled over. It looked like it. It really did. Where he literally, his eyes opened... He literally he sat up like the Undertaker. Up. I was all those memes where him rising out of the coffin are hilarious. They're so accurate though. And the best clip ever is Tice. It's uh, Deontay Wilder dancing for his fiance, blowing her a kiss, walking away, and then looking back and smiling. Yeah, when he sees the Tyson got back up. Absolutely great. And how great of a guy is Tyson that he donated all of his winnings like that? Uh, I mean, what I a mean, great guy. Not one. Like this is a guy who's made mistakes. And he's actively like, I'm a bad person. You guys can be better than I am. And I'm not perfect. And I'm working at it. And it's like, that's so humanizing. Because everyone's like that. We're all like that. Exactly. As much as like p- podcast pundits like us and st- and other like media personalities. They don't want to seem like people. They like to pretend like these arbiters who get to sit back yeah. and lord over like, here's what I think about this. But at the end of the day, we're all people. And we all make mistakes. And we Nobody's all have character perfect. flaws. Yeah, absolutely. And for Tyson Fury to so unabashedly show himself and bear himself for the public, I really like it. I and openly it. Same express. Same thing with Deontay Wilder. He's a very – both men are very, very raw. Real. Very real and raw. And I when agree. they say th- something, you wholly believe – Because they're genuine. They mean it. They're authentic. And you don't see a lot of people like that. Where Deontay, he says he'll fight anyone anytime and he'll send you the fucking paperwork. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, next day. Like, when Joshua was making all those rumors, talking about him on his He'll Instagram, send you the address to his gym and he'll fight you there. He sent a contract to Joshua giving him almost double the money. Really? And I was just, and then you find out that Joshua's team, they laughed at it. They were like, no, we're not doing this now. And that just shows you, man, Wilder just wants to prove he's the best in the world. Because you just don't want to get slept. That's all. It's, that's how, that's what it seems like anyway. I'm going to be honest, you know, I, and here, I don't knock Anthony Joshua's management team for trying to keep your golden goose alive, laying the eggs, making you a ton of money, but for the sport of boxing, you're you're, you're creating a log jam. Yeah, definitely. A log jam of contenders. We want to know who the best heavyweight is. And now the heavyweight's fun. Heavyweight division's fun again. How that fun was, is boxing in general? Oh, boxing now with the with the Charlo brothers. The Charlo brothers are two of the most dynamic personalities in the biz. They'll be way more famous soon. Oh yeah, of course. And Lomachenko, they're they're a ton of amazing boxers. And as you know me, I'm balls to the wall MMA guy. Yeah. Ill boxing. Because half the time watching boxing, I'm like, shoot a double leg. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's wide open. Dude, go. he's planning so hard on the lead leg. Throw a leg kick. <laughs> but um, I, I, it's very exciting. But Ally Kinta is in the ring. Uh, how do you think he looks? 
I think he looks great. I mean, I'm just curious to he's see. He's probably fresh off of selling a new listing. Right. Yeah, he's a Fucking, real estate agent. I love it. I'm dude. just curious to see how he's going to bounce back from the Khabib fight. And I'm curious as to what his game plan is against someone as versatile as Kevin. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I honestly don't know how it's going to go at all. Oh, no. I got to say that even though the fight was some time ago, I can just got to be confident going into this knowing that he beat Kevin once. I think this version of Kevin Lee that should be going to the Octagon tonight is much better than the previous version that fought Iakinta. Oh, Kevin Lee. If you want to paint a story of rapid improvement, it's just, Kevin Lee. just play yeah. Kevin Lee's tape, dude. This guy went from being uh, a prospect to a contender almost overnight. It's insane. The amount of work he's put in with his team. And then moving to Vegas and getting really serious, right? He moved away from his hometown coaches, moved out to Vegas, started working at the UFCPI. He's only 26. Syndicate M- I think he's working at the Syndicate MMA in Las Vegas. I thought he was fighting at the Performance Institute. Am I off? Well, no. no the Performance Institute oh, that's doesn't where have he, coaches. That's the gym. and he has, I don't know where his coaches are. I know Syndicate MMA is probably like the biggest gym out there. I know Extreme Couture is out there too. But Kevin Lee, man, absolutely amazing. The only time he didn't look amazing was when he had MRSA on his chest against Tony against Ferguson. Tony Ferguson, yeah. Which was fucking brutal to see. Especially when he took Tony down and was beating up on him in the first round. He was. But then Tony's like, uh, have you seen my sharpened elbows? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? And just absolutely fucking murked him, dude. I think Tony Ferguson, we can talk about this. I may have talked about it earlier. I think Tony Ferguson beats Khabib. Shred City. You know, the interesting thing is he said he doesn't lift any weights. Oh, yeah, all yoga now. He does hot yoga, 90-minute sessions. Which, dude, that's my thing. I think you can be that muscular. If you're if you're doing, like, any form of strength conditioning in your MMA gym and yoga, you're going to be pretty athletic. And then you have to factor in he's doing wrestling, and you're just going to build functional muscle. That's true. I mean, he's not, like, supremely muscle-bound or anything. He's just very lean. Yeah. Super interested to see how this goes. I have no idea what's going to happen. For all I, I know, wonder what his wrestling strength is. You know how, like, you see some guys, and regardless of their weight strength, like how much they bench and all that, some guys have a wrestling strength where they just grab you, and it feels like every tensile of muscle is just into that like, one not, grip. Yeah, exactly. Like, nothing on them is soft. You nothing. Know? Like, it's you like grabbing metal. Yeah. Everything's flexed all the time. Yeah. I can't imagine what wrestling Jordan Burroughs must feel like. Oh, my fucking God. Just like a little piece of steel. Yeah, and then he shoots a double leg that has the penetration of, like, a six-foot gap. Have you seen, like, those clips where they show his double leg and how much penetration it has? It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. And then you factor in that uh, Askren trains with, like, those guys. I can't wait for him to fight. That's, dude, you want to talk about being at full mast. God damn, I, uh, dude, at the thought of Ben Especially Askren. Especially people like us who love the grappling side of MMA. Dude, wrestling is the most effective martial art. The I most effective. I have to agree. Because if you have lights out wrestling, how the fuck are these jiu-jitsu players going to fuck with you? Obviously, okay, first of all, you need submission grappling. Yeah. Not saying that uh, sole wrestlers can be jiu-jitsu practitioners if it's going all out, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. I think a you submission can, wrestling allows you to dictate where, where the, the fight, fight takes, takes place. place. Absolutely, that's and why that's it's why the it's most the important. most effective martial art. I agree with you 100. percent Obviously, when jiu-jitsu practitioners get to the ground, you're in trouble. Absolutely, no one would argue that. No one would argue that. But the ability to dictate where the fight takes place, like if you're 
the supreme wrestler and you're going against the jiu-jitsu practitioner, you have the ability to stay standing if you so choose. That's why it's superior in my opinion. And imagine if you're a high, very high-level wrestler and you learn submissions very, very well. Or submission defense like TJ Dillashaw. Or submission defense, exactly. Where like TJ Dillashaw started out as a really good college wrestler mm-hmm. and then was like, hey, I'm also just going to learn submission defense. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I know uh, Bang Muay Thai and I'm going to fucking knock you out and you can't take me down and you can't submit me. You're going to lose. Exactly. It's an amazing base to have. Uh, it's long. It's it's almost consensus that it's the best base to have for MMA. Definitely. I because think little little arguing that. I you're, think you're starting to see uh, high level jujitsu guys start to threaten that position. Mm-hmm. Like Gordon Ryan is cons- he's he's making the move eventually. Gary Tonin has made the move. Well, that's a that's a that's like a new echelon in jujitsu, and not to mention Dylan re- Dennis. Their wrestling's good too. Yeah, that, that, uh, yeah it's, it's not even fair to say that yeah. they're just jiu-jitsu guys because Gordon Ryan can fucking firemen's carry 230-pound men. I'm like, you definitely wrestled too. It's not like you just do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, so I think we, we talked about this privately. And I especially think, submission all grappling. Of their, all of their sparring sessions probably begin standing up anyway. That's why I think, that's why I've said in the past, submission grappling, almost like catch wrestling, is the most effective. Definitely. Because it combines jiu-jitsu and... Straight up, you can you can always wrestling. pick up some sort of defensive striking, and if you begin striking all along, like a couple days a week, Ben Askren, Ben, ben Askren, look at Ben Askren striking. It's a totally defensive game. Absolutely, he literally runs at guys, puts his hands on their hands, and then it's just like hug me, hug me, brother. It's like that Drake and Josh meme. Hug me, hug brother. me, brother. Absolutely, he'll go he'll to give guys double underhooks. He'll go to wild card boxing and just be like, I need to not get knocked out. Just hold me. <laughs> you need to teach me how to not get knocked out. And he said that's how he learned MMA because he was like, why am I focusing so hard to be a striker? He was like, I've wrestled my entire life. Why not use what I have? Absolutely. He's one of the first people to popularize going to turtle and giving up your back in order to stand up too. And I've defaulted to saying that's the best thing to do. We can talk about that. I think it depends on your opponent, but generally speaking, it is a good idea. We can Dep- talk about it's that. situational too. We can talk about that later because right now it's Kevin Lee versus Ally Akinta. 55, 54, 53, 52. Let's get into it. Kevin Lee immediately owning the center of the octagon. How immediately tries to grab that leg and go for the takedown, but Lee squirms if out you're of it. Keeping up with our statistics on the big screen, Kevin is in red and Akinta in the blue. Yes. Kevin's still owning the center. Ooh, Al coming out trying two to shots, grab a low single. Two shots already for Maya Kinta. That's two low single attempts. Nice leg kick for Maya Kinta. Check right hook from Kevin Lee, though. Both guys look really good. Al lo- looks... Um, Another... Oh, shit! The shot to the spinning elbow for Ayakinta. Low single, fl- spinning elbow lands flush for Ayakinta. Kevin Lee shakes his head and says, "Ah, it didn't do shit." Yeah, come at me. What is Kevin Lee's back? What's his back piece? I have no idea. Ayakinta's landing good shots here, man. I'm shocked. Dude, raging Al. Very impressed with the stand-up. Stiff jab by Lee. Ooh, good left hand by Lee. It's the Motown Ooh, Phenom, nice, baby. Nice right hook from Lee. Good back and forth here in the early going. His job has got some range on it, Kevin. 
That's impressive. And he's not reaching with it, no, too. No, he's not reaching with it at all. He's, he's another, throwing it perfectly. Another lead right hook from Lee, too. Already some swelling on the left side of Iaquinta's face. Awesome body kick. Mixing it up really well right away, Kevin. Ooh, Ooh good, good combination boxing. from Iaquinta. This is a competitive fight. Very worthy opponent, Iaquinta is. Wow. I'm speaking like Master Yoda tonight. <laughs> Worthy opponent. Good defense, uh, like Inta uh, has. <laughs> Speaking of Master Yoda, we're giving away the Master Yoda pop figure. All you guys have to do is go on our most recent video after subscribing to our YouTube channel and comment, May the Force be with you. You can get this guy for free. Yes. We'll have him shipped to you and everything. And we are also giving away... Our uh, Avengers Infinity War Captain America pop figure, mint in box, unopened. And we're giving that away at 60 subscribers. Once we hit that mark to give back to the community, uh, we'll, we'll have more details on that as people win them. We'll be tweeting out the winners. Ally Kinta, he's using Three that low, low signal. signal attempts. He's almost using it to set up strikes now. Yeah, he is. Where he's, he's reaching, he's reaching for it. It's almost like uh, in a wrestling where you slap their leg to make them think you're going to shoot. He's doing more than slapping it, though. He's grabbing it for a second and then letting go of it. Maybe Oh, nice Ooh, body kick, kick from Lee. A lot of body work tonight in these fights. That was a very odd feint for Mike Kinta. He like held his fist up for a second and then punched with it. Now, I bet Paul Felder's watching this like, this could be me. <laughs> exactly. Fuck I was this. just thinking that. It's like, that should be me. Oh, no. <laughs> Playing <Another>. Justin Bieber, <laughs> sitting in his fucking car crying right now. He's like, Another low shit. single attempt for Ike. Because I think four. Paul Felder also would have had a good showing against Khabib. I do, too. I do, too. I is think a, he's super dynamic. I think fighting Mike Perry like that on short notice, moving up a weight class, kind of hurt his uh, negotiating stock, capacity. But that's bullshit. It is bullshit. Because he fought such a good fucking fight against Mike Perry. So competitive. Give him more time. I, he might win. I was, I was short notice up a weight class. And he still did great. A huge Paul Felder fan. Loved the Irish Dragon. Kevin Lee is so good at mixing it up. What is that back tattoo? Looks like a lion almost. I thought it was some sort of serpent. It has a mane. Does it have a mane? I thought those were Maybe scales. Maybe it's a fucking griffin, dude. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, crazy leg kick. from. Uh, oh, they traded leg kicks. So painful. So painful. Oh, Paul Felder's commentating tonight. Holy shit. Insult injury. I was going to say. Watch. Well, he's also stacking this fucking Gouda. Yeah, it's getting, he's getting paid, so why not? So he's like, you know what? Worst come to worst. Oh! oh. I don't know if they'll consider that a takedown. I'm now, looking at the numbers. Here's what I wonder. I wonder if Lee can keep up this pace for five rounds. No, they didn't consider that a takedown. Look how close these numbers are moving into the second round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 22 total strikes to 21. What do you even? How do you even interpret that? That's a swing Kevin? round. Kevin? Maybe? I said it's a swing round. I know, but I'm saying you got to pick, right? Well, no. Well, in judging, there's often these rounds I like to call swing rounds. Where so whoever wins the second decisively It can will sway get the, the opinion on the judging. So what do you think? 
If I'm score it round by round. If I have to pick. I mean, Ike Endo is given the pressure, but Lee seemed to be landing. Five failed takedown attempts, but still attempts for Maya Kinta. <sighs> Ooh. I thought it landed more flush than that. I was off. It, like, it like hit his nose. Still hard, but it hit, just hit his nose. Yeah, I can't even call that. That's very close That's round. too close. Moving into the second here. I akin to giving him the thousand mile stare. Yeah, we're getting into round two. UFC fight night Milwaukee. Kevin Lee. 53, 52, 51. Kevin Lee versus Ally Akinta. God, I imagine us just turning up the volume and hearing Matt Sarah screaming. No thanks. Dude, Matt Sarah is the most aggressive corner man in the history of the sport. I would like that, though. Shows that he cares. He really does care. You ever see that reaction to when he got uh, when Chris Weidman got knocked out by Jacques Ray? Oh, I love it. He's he passionate, goes, man. He's passionate oh. about his fighters. I'd rather have someone loud in my corner than not hear my corner at all. Kevin Lee just landed a nice, a nice right hand there. Yeah, because then you just feel like a man on an island. You know, if they're not chatting at you at all. Absolutely, I'd be looking back like, "Are you watching the fight? Can I have some fucking guidance here? Can I have some more water coach? Nice left hand from Kevin Lee. Left hand." Left hand or left, left, left or left. Switching to orthodox. He switched twice already. Every time Kevin Lee gets hit with a clean punch, he feels the need oh, to Oh, Kevin Lee shooting low single. Ow, can he stay on his feet? No. Well, great trip. Great wow. trip. Wow. Absolute muscle from Kevin Lee on that one. Just numerous effort. Now he is out tied up. Let's see how all, long he can all, keep out. All tied up. Very Khabib-like fashion. He's trapping the leg. Dude, we see so many more people figure-fouring the legs now. Because of Khabib. Because of Khabib, dude. I told you I saw it on... He immediately slips into a body triangle. I told you I saw it on Cage Warriors. For Kevin Lee is owning the back of Ayakinta right now. The weekend after uh, Khabib's fight... Hammer fists. Hammer fists. Yeah. I, the weekend after Khabib's fight, I saw... Three fighters do it in Cage Warriors. Figure fouring oh the legs. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Kevin Lee landing some serious strikes from the back here. And they're legal, too. Which legal. Is fucking, that's legal. He's hitting side of the head. Side of the head. Nothing illegal. And hard, too. You don't really see this happen that often. Ikenta's grimacing like a motherfucker. Kevin Lee's putting a lot into these punches. He's generating a lot of power in a short distance. Controlling the wrist. Relatively good defense, though, for Maya Kinta. Kinta's trying to roll to the side of the, the body, triangle. body triangle. He's doing which everything is good. right. He's just trying to mitigate the damage from these blows. Yeah, it's hard to focus on getting the body triangle off when Kevin Lee's immediately. Th- as soon as he rolls to that side, so Kevin Lee unloads and head. strikes. Yeah. Oh, here he is. He's almost rolling got, to the side of the body triangle. He almost triangle got it off. off. What a devastating technique. Oh, rolled him back over to the other side. Damn it. Getting him on his belly. Yikes. Smart. Oh, yes. scramble. Yikes, yeah, scramble by Ayakinta. They're back up to their feet. Kevin Lee nods. Be like, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Good job. 
Is that what he's saying? Yeah, that's what he said. I read <laughs> this is Mason Body Language. Have you ever seen those channels where it's almost like ASMR? Oh, see, he They're raised his left shoulder when he said that. He's lying. He opened his legs. I think you're lying. This is a You're bro- making shit up. This is a broad stance. He's trying to assert dominance. I'd like to see how Aya Kinta responds because that is tiring as shit. Have you ever seen that article where they talked about how Mark Zuckerberg worked with a body language coach for apparently for like eight months? Why? To hide the fact that he's a fucking robot? Yeah, I was going to say that he's a lizard person (laughs) (laughs) sent from planet slept on to fucking take us over. Ikenta's got a large amount of ground to cover if he's going to win this round. Maybe maybe land one of those takedown attempts and uh, do some serious damage on the feet. I mean, he's, he's a good jab. He's been doing well since he, since he, he got up. I'm being honest. He's landed like six jabs in a row. Keeps hitting the square button. Great body kick from uh, Lee, though. I keep wanting to say Ferguson. I don't know why. Maybe I just want to see Ferguson fight. Hey, I'm down. Maybe he's in the stands. He can give us a little show. Maybe. Beat the shit out of John Anik for should us. Be icing, uh, he should be icing that knee. He came back too soon. I don't think so. He was limping during the fight. Yeah, but it's the it's the Ferguson method. Snap into it. <laughs> I guess. Whatever works for you. He I was going right? to say. Yeah, it worked. Ooh, fuck. They're throwing with malintent. That's one round for Lee. I think for so, sure. too. For sure. I think he uh, won that, uh, and he won that by a clear enough margin to get the swing round of the first as well. What do you guys think of the fights after round two? Let us know in the comments if you have opinions. If you think we're wrong, I like that especially. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, like I, unlike other YouTubers, definitely love the hate more than I should probably. I don't know. I like it just because I laugh my dick and balls off every time I read it. So fucking funny because. I just imagine someone writing it so fucking mad. Just, oh, just seething. My God. Arr, you no. know what your problem is? You've never been in a fight in your fucking life. How dare you? Wait until I get a hold of you. Oh. Look at the muscle on that trip. Just and effort. I kind of was looking to Consistent grab the fence. Effort. Was he? Saw it I, thought, I think he was looking to get to the fence. Saw it in his eyes. Hell of a round by uh, I Kinta though. All heart. All heart. Some skill. No skill. All heart. That's my (laughs) implication. (laughs) Every time someone says heart, just take it to mean that. Not that skilled. (laughs) Not that skilled. No, I'm kidding. It's it's possible to uh, demonstrate heart while being extremely skilled. Like most people in the UFC. Some in the UFC. Some in the UFC. <laughs> Darren Elkins, wait a second. <laughs> Darren Elkins, mostly heart. <laughs> I came to being super aggressive this round, and I think he feels the uh, pressure now. I mean, Darren Elkins has taken so much damage that he literally had the damage tattooed on his chest. You know, he did do that, Cameron. He did do that. <laughs> Dude, every time you, like, you end a tagline like that, I feel like the fucking announcer's in dodgeball. Yeah, I know. Nice punch, Cotton. He will not be able to see very well, Cotton. 
Fuck me, dude. I akin to being very aggressive because I think he's aware that he's quite possibly down two rounds to none right now. Ooh. Won't be much longer if he keeps landing strikes like that. Yep. His guard is higher now, which makes me I want to see who lands the first, uh, like, power strike and rocks the other one. Who knows? Maybe they'll just do this the whole fight and no one will land something super, super significant like that. I think the most memorable punch of the fight was that uh, spinning back elbow off the single just because it was a crazy sequence, even though it didn't do that much damage to Kevin. It was a nice right hand. Not much on it, though. Still had enough distance on it. Maybe he'll put more onto it now. You know, there's something to that throwing your jab from your hands being down like that. You see a lot of boxers doing that too because it's difficult to see where exactly the punch is coming from. Plus, that helps block the shot if they're coming on in. That's true. Kevin's only shot twice and he's hit both of them. So, something to be aware of if you're Ayakinta. Why is he doing that? Well, she's using it to set up feints, I'm guessing. Oh, Kevin Lee Very getting the odd. takedown by Eikendaling for the switch. Eikendaling's got the switch in there deep. Very but it's, deep. it's a oh, double. It's I don't know. He's walking to the fence. He has his back, but Eikendaling's up. Kevin's really good at keeping him down once he uh, gets the guy there, so we'll see. All um, right, now we can get a good look at his back piece. Yeah, what is that thing? Some sort of ribbon involved. What is that? It's a dragon or something, man. Yeah, it's, you're right. It's definitely scaly. Maybe like a Chinese dragon? I think so. Because that would explain the man-looking thing that I saw. Here, can the, <laughs> the MMA submission where we ask the tough questions. The fuck is that tattoo? <laughs> it's definitely like some sort of Asian dragon. Kevin just need him in the ass bone. Look, that was wow! Great, great wrestling by Kenta though. Kevin's was what he was taking trying his to back, do there. Taking Ikenta's back, got the body triangle. With what he was trying to do there, though, I can respect what I, you saw where he tried to make himself heavier by yeah. grabbing Lee's leg. But then Lee did the right thing of beginning to lift him, and then put him down, and then lifted him immediately. Really, that's high level. In response to the high level stuff. Oh, under the chin. Nope. He immediately defended it. Great choke defense by Kenta. I just picture like an 80s movie opening. Hi, I'm Ally Kenta. You're probably wondering oh, how, how I, I got, got him got here. Yeah. Got here. <laughs> He's just fucking defending the choke. Uh. Well, I sell real estate. <laughs> but on the weekends, I'm a professional fighter. Let me take you back to when this all started. I'm already in. You, you got me hooked in this movie. I was going to say, man, I am the podcasting Kubrick. Maybe we should just do an audio drama. Oh, my God, dude. There's no nothing thanks. more pretentious than that. No, thanks. Nothing more pretentious than an audio drama. How about this back control from Kevin Lee? He's like, what What the fuck? Am I a Jan sport? <laughs> Dude, really? Genuinely. He's more of a what? backpack than what Ryan is this? Hall. 
You remember Ryan Hall's fights? It, yeah. Where he would literally just be like, hey, I'm going to. Is, is this you, fucking. Am I a Swiss? Hey, prepare to give me a fucking piggyback for this I'm whole a fight. backpack. Well, that could very well be three rounds to none in favor of Kevin. That he definitely took those past two rounds. So at the very best for Ayakinta, it's 2-1. Two two one. And these next two rounds are vital for him. I'm all out of monster already. He cannot afford to be taken down again. That's a problem. I mean, just look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. They can be deceiving. Still 100% on his takedowns. And he's made the takedowns count. Although both fighters haven't done... Uh, there hasn't been one shot amount of damage. Yeah, there hasn't been one shot where it's like, and uh, both of their defense has remained re- relatively intact. The control on the ground has been lopsided, though. Yeah, of course, and and that's where most of Lee's significant shots have been landed. Definitely, definitely, mostly in the second round too. He was super busy off his back there. Live again, awesome. That's coming from Matt. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're definitely killing it. Out here two nights in a row. What the fuck you know about it? I mean, watching two different promotions back-to-back shows how much better paced the, the UFC, UFC events is. are. Oh, God. That Bellator card last night, there was an hour-long gap in between fights. I'm a huge fight fan, and even for a duration there, I was like, we should stop. Waiting an hour <laughs> for a fight is unreal. It's this, unreal. This is the perfect pacing because there was just long enough in between fights where you can go to get a drink, grab a snack, like... Stuff that people do when they're watching sports. And then by the time you're ready to see the next fight, it's on. It's on. Exactly. And they're already in the octagon. Where it's like, oh, that worked out. Whereas Bellator, it's like, oh, you can go to the movies, <laughs> come back. Oh, dude, sweet. The get, some, get some errands done. Yeah. The, the card is still going Probably on. Probably file your taxes before the main event. Exactly. Whereas the UFC, they keep the shit moving. So much so that we were fucking late. They were like, oh, cool. We're going to get the jump on you guys. You think it starts at 10? Nope. Eight. Prank. Kevin Lee, though, looking pretty fresh. Ayakinta, though, constantly. Ayakinta's constantly the aggressor, I though. know. This pressure is unreal for Ayakinta now. Oh! oh, oh big oh. right landed for Ayakinta. Huge right for Ayakinta. Maybe left. he found his. Oh, shit! Straight. Another hard right from Ayakinta. Yikes. Maybe he thinks he found his range. It's entirely possible. Ikinta's got some ridiculous power. Oh, head kick from Ikinta! Head Ikinta. kick for Ikinta. Kevin Lee's nodding. That looked like it hurt. I don't know about you, Kevin. That looked super painful. At least from where I'm sitting. Nice check left hook from Kevin Lee, though. Oh my God! I think Kevin's. I think. I think Kevin might be a little hurt. Kevin might be a little hurt. Now, remember what I said about a swing round. If this goes to five and I can finish as strong in these two rounds, man. Oh, dude, I thought that was about to land. If that shot landed from Iakinta, oh, my God. Iakinta's got power late in the fight. He is headhunting right now. Look at him. But I would love to see him overcommit and Lee get the takedown. Yeah, I mean that that's probably what Lee's looking for right now. Decent movement. Disp- oh shit. Hard Powerful right hand. right landed for Ayakinta. Hard right hand for Ayakinta. Could this be the beginning of the end? 
You're a 1950s journalist? I, I guess Jesus, so. Jesus, fuck you, Cold War. I guess War. so. Khrushchev is meeting. I'm just excited Russia. right now. I he could be down three rounds to none, and now he's coming back. Are you shitting me? But he has to really push it to make sure he this has isn't, to push it to make sure that this isn't another impressive loss. Exactly, because as time fades, all people will remember is the L. Were you a 1915s journalist? What the fuck? 1915s. 1915s. Pre depression. Pre depression. <laughs> hey, get your paper here. The Roaring Twenties are on their way. Oh, uh, what round are we in, Andrew Short? We are in the fourth round, uh, at a minute and thirty-four seconds as we speak. Thirty. 29. Ikenta. Ikenta. This is best round yet. He by far. could be down uh, 3-0 or 2-1 at this point. The first round was a bit of a swing round. They were within one significant strike of each other in the first round. But this has by far been Ayakinta's best round. He's been aggressive nonstop, landing the majority of the strikes on the feet. While Lee has been pretty much just getting out of harm's way. Lee's just been evading everything at, the, at this point. There's a minute left in the fourth round. It's a Chinese dragon. It is a Chinese dragon. We just got a zoomed in picture of it. Fucking confirmed, bro. Confirmed. High five. I feel like Mythbusters. Definitely not a lion. You could not have been more wrong. Was, dude, they kind of look like lions from far away, though. Maybe. Maybe. If we're Mythbusters, I'm the guy with like the walrus-like mustache. That is so offensive. It's fine, though. It does look like a walrus mustache, to be fair. <laughs> I love you still. Superman you're punch still from in your Ripper Magoo voice. So, I love to it. To be fair, Superman punch from Ayakinta. Don't see a lot of those unless your name's GSP. I was going to say, GSP threw about seven. Oh, eight. that kind of landed behind the head. Accidental, though. That was the most half-assed single I've ever seen in my life. I think it's setting up the overhand right. You've done seven of them. Setting up the overhand right if he ducks and then throws. Perhaps. What's your name? Kalabib? <laughs> my name's Joey Coco Diaz. <laughs> you Khabib in this bitch? Oh, shit. Leland's a good check hook there. This is still... That was Iakinda's round for sure. Yeah, it could be 2-2. Two, two. Could be 2-2. Two, two. Probably 3-1. I, I think it's 2-2. Two, two. And here's why. Uh, Al was aggressing that entire first round. You can make an argument for it for sure. So let's say this is 2-2. Two, two, potentially. It's 2-2 two, two or 3-1. This round is vital. Yikes. Whoever comes out and shows out in this round will win the fight. Ikint is the real deal, either way, for sure. Lee taking a round off, or is he slowing down? I think he... he it slowing looks down. like slowing down. It looks like slowing down. Because I, I would get behind the round off if he wasn't getting his hit as much. He was getting hit more than I would have liked to have seen, and he was flat-footed. I was a bit too accurate to say that he was taking a round off, but I still think we will see a more energized Kevin Lee in this final round. Astute observation, though. That's a, that is a good strategy a lot of people utilize. Yo, Romero, famously, Famous will take for that. whole rounds where he'll only throw two resting, punches. And he's just resting. To just charge up for another round of explosions. Who knows, though? Maybe Kevin needed to lose a round in order to regain some sort of motivation to finish strong. This is by far the most important round in the fight, though. If someone wins this round in a very decisive manner... This will take the fight. Yeah, it'll take the fight, for sure. 448, 47, 46, 45. And we're underway. Lee coming out really pawned Great hook. Now. Great hook from Lee. He's much more aggressive in this round than the fourth. And Already. he does not look nearly as flat-footed. No, he's not. 
Aikens is still opening up with his hands, though. 100%. Definitely interesting to see what happens here. He is. I want to hear the post-fight press conference about those low about singles. those low singles. Definitely, Kevin Lee in on his own low single, immediately shooting, and I think that's the smartest decision he's made. Iakinta though doing some funk wrestling, trying to reverse the position. He is, and he's just oh, about done he's, it. He's just about reversed it. He's just about gotten to Kevin Lee's back. Kevin Lee's remaining on the leg though. We're in full funk now. We're in just full out scramble mode. What is happening? This is funk wrestling, baby. Kevin Lee back, back in on a single. The re-shot by Kevin Lee. Another single. Holy shit. Chain wrestling. It does help Andrew Shaw. I did I think Lee looked more Lee looks more energized. He's looking to lock the arms. I don't know. He looked tired, but I think mentally knowing that he's in the final round is is really driving him right now. 100%. He's, he has that will of fire right now. He's locking up that single leg. Right behind again. the knee. Looks like he's going to try to pull him to yeah, the mat. He here. is. He is. He's going to rotate to his right. And take the base out from under Aikinta. Aikinta so smartly. Rotating had, against the fence. It's, pushing it's really the, smart. Yep. He's doing everything right. Plus, he stays in a good position to reverse it again. Absolutely. I mean, this is just really interesting wrestling positions. I know. I'm curious to. I, I want to. I wonder how the crowd is perceiving this. I hope they're not booing. Oh, they definitely shouldn't be. I mean, wrestling. Oh, scrambles. you can't Grabbing do that. The shorts, you can't though, do that. Huh? Yeah, you can't grab his shorts. Oh, like Kevin that. Lee though has the back. He's Kevin won the wrestling the exchange. See, I just hope that the let's the, see if he can get Ike into the, the it's mat. It's looking like he's going to, and if the previous rounds have been any indication, he's end up going to end up taking the back, which is a bummer because I want the fight to end competitively. But you, circle you have, away, circle when away. When you have yes, Matt Sarah. Ikint is off the fence. Kevin Lee was not able to take his back for the first time. And when time. you have Matt Sarah giving you a wrestling advice two feet away from you, it does help getting out of those Two holes. minutes and 17 seconds. Let's see who wants left it Left in the fight. Exactly. That's what it's going to come down to. Who wants this more? Ikinta stalking Lee. Stiff jabs. Oh, great, great kick. Great kick by Lee, followed by a left hook from Ayakinta, though. Very interesting to see this final round. This is unreal. What a fight. The last two fights have been phenomenal. Oh, my God, yes. Completely agree. Lee doing a good job of moving. Nothing's landing good movement now from for Lee. Al. Yeah, nothing is. Nice jab from Lee. Oh, great left that hand. landed cleanly. Great left hand for Ayakinta. Ayakinta cutting off the octagon. Looks like he stunned Lee a little bit there. He did stun him. I want to see Lee do something big in these la in this last minute. Just no so matter what. Someone has to put a period on this round, though. Absolutely. No matter what, Kevin nods after he's hit, regardless of how hurt he may be, and I think that's pretty good as far as a poker face goes. And poker players will tell you, whether you have a good hand or a bad hand, you should do the same exact mannerism every single time. That's what Kevin does. He just smiles and nods. Even if he's about to get knocked unconscious, he's just like, yep, yep, that was fine. You know, the significant strikes are favoring Lee, but Lee's face is all swollen up. That's the same. That's the Diaz paradox, I like to call it. 
Scar tissue rips. I know. I'm just. Oh shit. I can't just kind of going off here. Told you. Twenty seconds left in the fight. This might sway the judges, man. He he seems to be so dominant, walking him down like this. He's pushing the pressure. Oh, is that a a front kick that went all the way upstairs? I want to see Lee really throw, man. Lee's got it. Lee's got it. Oh shit! Big right hand from Ayakinta. Oh, another big right hand from Ayakinta. He, he's looking wobbly. Am I? Am I the only one? Ayakinta screaming in his face at the last second. That might sway the judges. I'm not sure who won this fight. I think Lee's gonna win it just because he was so dominant on the ground and he got three takedowns. I don't know, man. Let's look at the compu stats. Even though that doesn't give us the entire equation, you have Lee coming in at 130 total strikes as opposed to Ayakinta's 110. You have 116 significant strikes for Lee as opposed to 109 for Ayakinta. Three takedowns to nil in favor of Lee. Although compu stats don't always tell the tale. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments down below. Who won this fight? Let us know live if you're watching on Facebook. Who do you think won the fight just based on what we've been telling you and what the CompuStrike numbers say? I still think they're going to give the nod to Kevin Lee despite a fantastic effort from Ayakinta. Uh, who knows, though, man? Neither of these fighters should hang their head in this loss. They should not hang their heads. Yeah, they, I do feel whoever loses is going to lose a big amount of they're stock. They're going to have to, yeah. Because these, this is a contender eliminator fight, man. This is pivotal. They're going to have to fight their way back. At least two more times to be back at in least that realm. To be back in this position. This position, they're talking about if you win this, you're going to get a top five opponent. Yep. I mean, Lee's ranked fourth. And what is uh, I can't Is he eighth? I can check that right I now. I think he's eighth, yeah. Yeah, he's eighth. So whoever wins this is going to get a top three opponent. That's amazing. Especially when the top three is Tony Ferguson, Conor McGregor, and Khabib Nurmagomedov. I mean, that's kind of a star-studded mm -hmm. back. No easy fights. You know the loser of this fight, who they should fight? Who? Dustin Poirier. Pretty sure Conor McGregor is going to fight Dustin Poirier. Who wins that? Fuck me. If I had to say, probably Conor. Yeah, but Dustin's been looking the best he's ever looked. I'm not sure. That Eddie Alvarez fight? See if anybody's given us any indication on the live stream as to who they think will win. Lee... Connor, if Lee wins this, Lee Connor would be a fun matchup. If Lee does win this, Lee Connor would be a fun matchup, and I like Lee in that matchup. I'm hoping, assuming that he's able to get I'm the fight to the ground. I'm hoping Lee, but obviously didn't see it. Well, Andrew, let's see what you, let's see what happened. It's a split decision. One of the judges scored it for Ayakinta. Oh no, they gave it to Ayakinta. Holy shit, Ayakinta won. Ayakinta won. Oh my god. Ayakinta won. I thought it was going to be a split decision. Wow, they gave it to Ayakinta. Holy shit. Wow. Was it a UD? Can you look it up? Yep. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow, that's surprising. What a close fight. Wow. Yep, oh. unanimous decision. That is hard to believe. That's shocking. That's kind of hard to believe. Wow. This fight, okay. this fight in New York? Just kidding. But, um, wow. Ally Akinta coming out on top. Not one of the judges, really. Over Kevin Lee. Three to two. Like I said, the first round, if you're going with aggression, 
I like him to. So that you think they gave him the first, third, and the. No, I mean, first, third, fourth, first, fourth, and fifth. Yes. Wow. Okay. I could I get guess. behind that. Because he was more aggressive in the first, despite getting and outstruck then, by a small margin. Obviously, the fourth and fifth. Fourth, definitely. And then fifth. And I think he won the fifth. Yeah, okay. I could see it. But the other rounds he lost so decisively, it's tough. Well, good for Raging Ally Akinta. It's a heartbreaker for Kevin Lee, though, man. That's, he lost both fights against Akinta. From the three rounds I got to see, the decision makes zero sense. I, and I wanted Alduin. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. I'm shocked. I, can I think see Kevin it. got robbed on this one a little bit, man. I can see how Iaquinta would win. I'm just surprised that it's not a split decision. Man, I'm so shocked. Because the first round it. was a swing round. Kevin Lee definitely won. Second and third. The second and the third. Decisively. He outstruck him and outgrappled him. Kevin definitely lost the fourth from what I saw. Definitely. But the fifth was... But the fifth was competitive. So wow! I definitely thought it would be a split decision, though. I definitely thought it would be a split wow. decision. Wow! That is just a heartbreaker for Kevin Lee. That is, that is a tough. Hats off to him. Yeah, I guess Al got his number, man. Yeah, I guess he does. I really, I, he might. Like, I really don't see them fighting for a third time. Well, they'll never, yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to happen again. The only way I could see it happening is if Al wins the title and Lee knocks out the top three other contenders. Poor Kevin, man. Jesus. He's going to have to fight his way all the way back. And there's some killers in the all top the 10. All the way back. And there's some killers in the top 10, man. So uh, really excited to see what happens. Who's next for Al after this? It's Who tough to the say. Who the heck knows, man? Who the heck knows? Probably if, if Connor Are they going to match him up with Edson? Maybe. I don't even like him in that matchup. Do you? Ah, it's tough to say, man. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see that. Or if Connor and Poirier fight, I'd like him to get the loser of that match while the winner gets for the title I, shot. I was tempted to say Eddie Alvarez, but then I remember he's in Saigon. Yeah. He's a <laughs> fighting, fighting for one championship. God, gee, Willikers, man. That is insane. Interesting. I'm really shocked that's not a split decision. And, you know, uh, I can't be mad, but, you know... That was interesting. I would have been fine with the split decision, but for a unanimous... I think a split decision would have made more sense. Unanimous has me a little puzzled. And especially, I think, had Kevin puzzled, for sure. Because you look at the numbers. I know, like I said before the decision even came out, numbers do have a a tendency to lie and not tell the full story. But, Do you want to go through, read through the numbers one more time for our viewers? Yes. The final stats were Kevin Lee at 130 strikes to Ally Akinta's 110. Then when it came to significant strikes, 116 for Lee at 109 to Ally Akinta. And then takedowns, 3-0 Lee. Despite seven attempts for Ayakinta. Interesting to say the least. Um, I really thought it'd be a split decision, but nevertheless, a great night of fights, I would say. What? Yeah, how good were these fucking fights tonight, guys? That Edson Barbosa... Dan Hooker fight was absolutely fucking legendary. Thank you guys for coming out. What a card. Fantastic. And again, thank you so much to everyone who came out. Uh, thank you to everyone watching on YouTube. Uh, yeah, watching after the fact. The live stream is up on our YouTube channel. If you want to check out everything we've got going on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and click the bell for all the notifications when we post videos. You can find us at Bucket of Wind on YouTube. The number of standing strikes landed definitely was in favor of Ayakinta. I think it was 92 to 79. 
In favor of Ayakinta, standing strikes. Oh, standing strikes. Yes, yes, I was confused for a second. It was in favor of Ayakinta. Most of the significant strikes landed by Lee were on the ground during when he the was, second and third round. When he was laying those elbows from the from the From back, back mount. Mm-hmm. But wow, we'll roll it out for you YouTube guys now, though. Thanks for checking, and we do appreciate you guys coming out for these fights. I mean, absolutely stunning. Let, you get, let me know what you guys thought of the decision in the comments down below. Have a nice one, guys. Take it easy. See you on the next MMA submission. See you guys.